This is Sports View, WMUL's premier sports talk show featuring guests from Thundering Herd Athletics. Sports View is presented by the award-winning FM 88 Sports Team. Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Good evening and welcome into Sports View. I'm Andrew Rogers here with two seniors on the Marshall women's golf team as well as head women's golf coach Brooke Berghammer. In the second half of the program, Alex Jackson will host with two members of the Marshall volleyball team. Ladies, thanks for joining me here tonight on the uh, final edition of Sports View in this fall semester. Let's just start off, Coach, with a simple question here. Obviously, the fall season has wrapped up here into November, despite it being excellent weather outside. You could probably still play a couple of tournaments if you had one this week. But the weather has been good. The, the season's over now. How have you guys kind of assessed how the fall season has gone so far, or how it went? Yeah, well, I think we're mostly just thankful we got to compete this semester. You know, like uh, last semester or last fall, we did not. And uh, I think we're just kind of counting our blessings. and. Uh, Grateful that everybody's healthy and, uh, you know, they're going to get ready to go home for Thanksgiving break. Um, I, you know, I'd, our main thing is we needed to make sure we were extra intentional with practice, you know, because uh, we do have less, you know, practices like more than normal because uh, they go home uh, for break and then they come back and it's dead week and then exam week. And so um, NCAA-wise, we're not allowed to really do anything with them. Walk me through from the first tournament, the William and Mary Fall Invitational in early September to the final tournament here in early November. What did you see as a team growth-wise that really impressed you or maybe some things that really they improved upon as the year went on? Well, I think the first thing that I would notice is they get along really, really well. Um, they love each other. They care for each other. Um, they pick each other up when, you know, somebody's struggling. Um, from what I, you know, golf-wise, um, if I can touch on the first thing, I think it's been really, really impressive to see Jackie um, kind of from when she was a you know freshman to now and just being able to post low scores, Torrens the same way. Um, I Honestly, I can't really believe that they're graduating. Um, I feel like it was yesterday they were just getting here to Marshall and uh, um, now they're about to leave and they're about to go out into the real world. And um, But I mean, if I've seen anything, everybody's growing, you know, and I think that's the most important thing is just to make sure you're growing and you're getting better. And, um, you know, the first thing is they're, they're just good people. Jackie, we'll pick it up there since Coach kind of mentioned you win Conference USA Women's Golfer of the Week after a good performance at the Grand Over Fall Classic. What did that uh, honor mean to you? And uh, moving forward, how does that help build confidence for the spring? Um, it's one of my big accomplishments. I've been wanting to get recognized by Conference USA uh, since my freshman year uh, when I saw other teammates get the same recognition. Um, but I've been working really hard since my last season, uh, the last time I can get out there and uh, be part of the herd. So it's just another like a stepping stone to a great spring season. It just wasn't that lone weekend that you had success to a low scoring average about 77 a low round of 73 a couple of times as well what was really clicking for you all fall that allowed you to have success not just in that tournament to be recognized for it but really throughout all the tournaments that were played um 
Honestly, I have my team behind me. Brooke said that we have such a good team atmosphere. I know that no matter how we're playing, they're going to be supporting me. Um, so that kind of takes a lot of the pressure off of it. Um, so whether I post, you know, 73, 78 or something higher, uh, my teammates are going to be there for me. They're still going to, you know, support me. So having that, being like, okay, it's okay, no matter how you do, it, has, it gives you that idea that you can always come back because, you know, we have 18 holes. If you have one bad hole, that's okay. You have 17 more to make it up for it. Torin, we'll switch over to you now. This fall, you had a fine season as well, averaged about a score of a 78 throughout the year, a low round of the team uh, of 72. What worked well for you throughout the fall season and also allowed you to be really successful? Um, I think just finally things started falling together. Um, I felt I changed a few things up over summer and tightened up my swing. I changed my putting completely. And so just small little things that finally pushed me into a good, comfortable place that I felt confident in. So um, it really helped me score. And like we mentioned before, I, I've had some bad scores as well this season. So the team support has been crucial because you can easily just beat yourself up over a bad score. but um, like my last tournament, I had a bad first round and I slowly got better and I, I could rely on my team because they had my back when I fell a little bit. You mentioned that round uh, at the Grand Uber Fall Classic, but you bounced back in the next two and that seems to kind of be a trend with some of the matches that you have played in this season is progressively getting better with each match. How are you able to do that after kind of seeing the course one time to be able to pick and choose what you saw from that first round and apply it to the next two? Uh, well. Every time I have a bad first round, I, and it's happened before, I, I think in my head, well, I love a good comeback. And it's just kind of like a challenge. Um, you have that bad score, and it's like, well, you can only improve from here. Um, you see what areas of the course gave you trouble. So the next time around, you know to avoid that or play the hole differently. Um, and I think that, that really helps me. Um, I know what went wrong, and so now we're going to try something different. And normally, it helps. Coach, back to you. Obviously, these are two of your most reliable girls out there on the golf course. They played all 15 rounds uh, this fall. What have you seen from these two really since they've got on campus as a freshman to now where they are as a senior to be able to continue to progress and now be reliable senior leaders? Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I can't believe they're graduating. Um, I wish I could keep them for another 10 years um, just because of how good people they are. Um, yeah, I can rely on them, you know, all the time. You know, and that's as a coach, that's what you're looking for. You want to be able to rely on people like that, and you're, especially your upperclassmen. And um, yeah, I mean, they've, you know, I, I hope that they know that the, um, you know, the building blocks and the stepping stones that they've placed, um, you know, will help, you know, years and years of, you know, future um, Marshall women's golfers be successful. I want to dive in and touch on the fall season in particular. Explain to people maybe that don't understand, there's two seasons, fall and spring. Right. Is there a different approach in the fall than there is in the spring? Obviously, the conference tournament's in the spring, so obviously when you get to the spring, you're really trying to gear up for that tournament. But is there a different approach? What's different about the fall into the, in, in the, to the spring? Uh, there's really nothing. Um, you know, some people think, oh, well, you know, your championship's in the spring, you know, so that's the most important season. And I'm like, well... Not really, you know, because we, we play five tournaments in the fall and five in the spring, and everything goes towards our ranking. Um, so you're just kind of trying to build that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's nothing really different. 
Ladies, for you, what do you take away from this fall season leading into the spring? Are there certain things that you were able to build upon throughout the fall into November here that can help you into the off season prepare for the spring? Um, I think I always view the fall as a chance to see where my game is hurting, um, mainly mentally, because your game is going to change from week to week, possibly. But I, I've identified like uh, those first round jitters. I need to figure out a way to not have that in the spring. So it's um, like she said, we take the fall very, very seriously. And now that it's over, I'm looking back through my rounds and seeing how I can better prepare for the spring and for conference. Uh, yeah, I actually feel the same way. A lot of the uh, fall for me is to figure out what I need to improve on. So a lot of that time between tournaments, it's like uh, what part of my game needs to be improved, and then you go into the tournament. And not everything's going to be perfect all the time, um, but you try to tighten that the best you can. And then we have... Um, all of winter to work on that um, at home or while we're at school. Uh, so that's why I think fall is very important for us um, because our conference is at the end. So you have nine tournaments leading up to it and each one you learn something new. Another question here pointed toward Jackie and Torin here. Uh, you guys mentioned it and golf is a team sport, but at the same time, it's an individual sport. You're out there playing the 18 holes and your competitors or your other fellow teammates are out there playing too. How do you kind of stay together as a team despite not knowing really how anybody else is doing, but try to be able to after one 18 holes to regroup as a team and try to focus for the next 36? Um, so we, we're a team. Like everything we do, we're doing for the other players. So um, say I've had a bad, you know, first round and my other, like the, other, my teammates are picking me up, so I want to try to come back for them because they were there for me um, during the first, like, say the first round when I wasn't doing so well. Um, but also just on the course, like when I see them, I try to wave, I try to, you know, give them words of encouragement. I don't know how they're doing, but, you know, just something positive to make sure that their spirits stay high and, you know, they know that I'm always going to be cheering them on. Yeah, and I think I remember my first tournament, my coach said, every shot counts um, in, in the sense of thinking, if you feel like you messed up one previous hole, put it behind you because every shot counts towards your team. Regardless of if your score matters, you don't know if it's going to count. You, you, know, you count four scores, um, but there's five of you playing. And so you might have a really bad hole, but you have no idea where your other teammates stand. So. Your next shot, even if you are beating yourself up, you need to play for your team. And I think that really helps me mentally. Coach, when you're out there with them, obviously you've got five to six, seven golfers out there at once. How do you try to bounce around to all these different golfers to check on them and uh, try to help continue to provide advice throughout the entire round? Because you can't be at five or six spots at once. Yeah, I can't be there. I wish I could. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I, I am. Some coaches just place, you know, their uh, when they make their lineups, they kind of just put whoever. Um, I place my lineup based on who needs me more, you know, who needs my help more. Um, and so, you know, I kind of ask, you know, I'll, I've asked some of the players before where they want to be. And, um, you know, even if the player finished first for us at the last tournament, um, she might not want to be playing one. You know, she might want to play three or four, so then they see me a good bit. Um, but, you know, that's where I kind of rely on, um, you know, Jackie and Torin and Stormy being those upperclassmen, um, you know, being in those one and two spots, kind of knowing, you know, they, they, they'll see me, but they won't see me as much as 
um, you know, the, maybe the five and four and three will. To follow up that, advice-wise, what is work, you, this is your sixth year now, entering your sixth year, or actually during it uh, here now. What have you found to be the best piece of advice you've been able to give over the years you've coached now that's really helped the girls and you've been able to see those noticeable changes throughout the rounds? If my one thing that I feel like I, you know, hopefully do well enough for my players is just be positive. You know, be positive even if, it, even if things are going bad, um, even if they had a bad round. Um, you know, let them know that, you know, they are more than their score. You know, I think that's kind of, as coaches, we, we you know, we love results. Um, but, you know, I hope, you know, when my players leave Marshall, they know that their coach loves them and cares for them and will always love and care for them. And, uh, but I think my main thing is I just try to stay positive for them. Um, getting mad doesn't really do them much good, you know, especially if we're in a 36 whole day. Um, you know, just trying to, um, you know, take notes, you know, on a scorecard of what I see that's, you know, good, what's not, not so good, um, things we need to work on, and that's kind of what we're doing in the offseason right now. Andrew Rogers here with members of the Marshall women's golf team as well as head coach Brooke Burkhammer. We'll take a quick break, come back with more here on the first half of Sports View. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. Your place in cyberspace. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Andrew Rogers back here on Sports View with members of the Marshall women's golf team, Torin Kalaski, Jackie Schmidt, and head coach Brooke Burkhammer. Torin and Jackie, I want to focus on one topic here with you two. Uh, you guys come in as freshmen in the fall of 2018. Spring of 2019, that was your first uh, college golf season. That's really been your only full season because in 2019, the spring gets cut off. You don't play in the conference tournament. Last year was spring only. So this is your second go-around of a full season. Has that been frustrating uh, to kind of get to use to the full college golf season just because you have not had that really only except for one time back your freshman season? Um, I did play my freshman year, so this is uh, kind of just an exciting time for me because I, I've been looking forward to a full season. Um, you know, sophomore year got cut short, and it was upsetting. So for me, it's just I'm excited to get to play a full season finally. Um, I played every tournament my freshman year, actually. So um, it's kind of different going back into it cause, because of, you know, fall or spring of 2019, everything just got cut off. You know, we were sent home. No one knew anything. Um, and then we come back during the next semester, 
and it's kind of everything's in the air still. Um, we practice was weird. Um, it, tournaments were just a big question mark if we were even get to play in spring. Um, and then I had a medical issue <laughs> come up in spring, so um, I didn't get to play that much. But I'm so excited that my last year I get a full year um, because I want to, you know, make a difference. I want to, you know, show Marshall and Brooke everything that I have um, one last time all the way throughout. Jackie, for you, you mentioned playing uh, a full season there. Uh, your freshman year. Has there been anything you've provided to the other players on the team heading into the spring uh, just about going through the entire season and playing in the course of nine or ten tournaments that will be helpful to other golfers? Um, I mean, ten tournaments, it's a lot. And a lot of our underclassmen have not <laughs> had that experience yet. So just staying patient and not getting overwhelmed by, you know, because one week uh, – you know, you can be doing terrible, but you have to regroup no matter what. You have to come back. Um, I did that from the WKU tournament to the Grandover Classic. I couldn't let one, you know, tournament get me down. You have to just say, okay, it's okay. That's in the past. You know, I know that I can do better, and I have more opportunities to do that. So we just have, you know, a total of 10 opportunities to show that we can improve from each tournament. Coach, from your side of that, how do you kind of translate that to some of the younger golfers on the team that are about to enter the spring here coming up, obviously, in February? How do you translate that and kind of let them know, okay, here's some of the key things that we could do well to overcome having to play a bunch of tournaments and not being used to that? Yeah, I think the main thing is we're, you know, we're very fortunate that we do have, you know, good upperclassmen um, on the course, off the course, and, you know, that's the people that are, you know, our younger players um, they look up to them, you know, they, they watch their moves, you know, they watch what they do, you know, in workouts, you know, in the buck, you know, um, on the golf course, in tournaments, in qualifying, um, things like that. And so um, they're just trying to gather as much information as they can to, you know, to move along in the spring. Um, but, I mean, everything that, you know, everything that the upperclassmen are doing, the younger, younger girls are watching. Torin, back to you a little bit and talking about how you were able to come play college golf here at Marshall. You're from Charleston, went to George Washington High School, was coming to Marshall and playing uh, collegiate golf, always something that you kind of had in mind, and what drew you to uh, play for the Thundering Herd? It's always been a goal of mine. Um, when I switched to a new swing coach back in high school, he he asked me what I wanted to do, and I said I wanted to play Division One golf, and he was like, where at? And I'm like, well, Marshall's so cool. Like, <laughs> And he's like, I respect that. I like that. And so it's always been a goal to, to get here and, and play for the team and play for the school. So it's just it's an honor to be here and contributing. And um, like I said, I didn't get to I, – I was on the team freshman year, but I didn't travel. And so it's just been working towards that goal. Um, and I, I love that I get to – I get to travel and play for the team now. It's it's great. What's kind of been your most enjoyable moment, whether that's on the golf course this season or over the years just bonding with the team or even just a general thing about Marshall, what has been the most enjoyable t t uh, thing over the course of your four years? Mm, I think it's just the friendships that I've made, especially among the team. You get so close to these girls. You, you spend every day with them most of the time. and. Um, and my coach included, she's been so supportive. And so my most recent memory of when I received 
great news about my future career. I, I was so ecstatic and my team helped celebrate and it's just the support and friendships that I made are lifelong and I'll always cherish them. Well, Torn, you teased your future career. What is it? Um, medical school. I've been accepted to uh, WVU's medical school. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> what drew you into that field and, and made you interested in that? Um, there's always there's been a few things. I've been um, my brother's had he's seen a lot of doctors, so I've I've been um, watching his progressing with that, and I like seeing them offer the aid that he needs. And um, my mom's also a physician assistant working in the ER when I was younger. And um, I always loved hearing all the stories about her saving lives or even just helping. Um, I know it comes with downfalls, but I, I'm really excited to make a difference in just one person's life. And I think that will make it very much worth it. Has that been difficult to handle that medical school and, and sort of that thing with playing college golf and trying to compete at a high level? There's been a lot of challenges. Um, yeah, missing classes is hard. You, you might cover an entire chapter or more in one, one, one day. So um, it's just a lot of dedication, uh, time management, you know, planning out times when you're going to study and you, you can't deviate from those times. But luckily the professors are really helpful and flexible and are under, they're very understanding of athletics. So it's been hard, but definitely doable. Jackie, for you, you're from California, so, so all the way across uh, the West Coast there. What drew you to Marshall all the way here in Huntington? Um, so I came on my visit in December. <laughs> um, I'm from Northern California, but it doesn't snow where I'm from. Yeah. Um, during my visit, I think it was the second day I was here, it started snowing, and I was with my dad. I was like, Dad, this is so pretty. Like, and I took that as a sign of I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> Um, and I met the team and they were a family, you know, like everyone had good things to say about each other. Um, they loved Brooke. Everything just seemed to like fit perfectly with what I had wanted. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision for me to decide, like to come here. Um, and I love it. I've made so many friends, uh, friends that are like family to me and like families that have accepted me for holidays, um, and things like that. Uh, so I... I don't know. It was just the perfect decision for me. And then your most memorable moment from being here in Huntington now for over the course of four years. Oh, that's so hard. I don't know. <laughs> um, your easy way out is winning Conference USA Women's Golf Rookie. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I think, honestly, it's just been this last year. Um, our team dynamic has, is just amazing. I love everyone on our team. We try to hang out at least once a week. Um, and getting to meet all these people from all over the United States is probably one of the best things that could have happened. Um, I mean, Torrance from West Virginia, we have Texas, Florida, Michigan, like a lot of the states have been represented since I've been here. So just learning about everyone and getting to be close with them is probably the best thing. Okay, coach, getting back to the golf now side of things and moving forward here into the spring, what was your kind of message and focus the girls, you obviously said you can't work with them, obviously, yeah. uh, over break. But what is your main focus? What do you kind of tell them heading into the spring to work on and have a successful spring season? Well, I think I said it today in my, you know, I sent a text to them and, um, you know, kind of sending out a few putting drills to do. And um, I think, you know, we get lost in the trying to, you know, trying to complete as many, you know, 
of the most difficult drills, you know, at, at one time, you know, and we get so, you know, frustrated and it's easy to get frustrated and flustered and, um, you know, spend a lot of time on one drill and we lose our focus and we get upset and um, we just, why not just, you know, go from 50 to 20, you know, 23 foot, three foot putts, um, you know, accomplish that, you know, crush that small goal and then move on. Um, and so I think that's just an easy way to be extra intentional with practice and um, know that we're going to complete that goal. You know, know we're going to make, um, you know, three 15-footers. Um, they don't have to be in a row, you know, but I want them to see the ball going in the hole. Um, and so that's kind of a, a, a way we kind of struggled this semester is um, maybe some putting. You know, we didn't make as many 10 to 15-footers as we should have. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Dropping from those big goals, complete the small goals. You know, it's better probably to complete a few more small goals than to get that big goal. So, Jackie, and so I want to retrack here. I wanted to ask this earlier, and I forgot about it. But what? How important is conditioning? Some of these tournaments are two days, but 54 holes. So you play 36. You play 18 one day. Eat lunch, 18 more in the afternoon, or maybe late morning, and then 18 the next day. How important is conditioning uh, for both of you throughout? not just that tournament, but then other tournaments to stay conditioned to be able to play good golf uh, the rest of that day and then the rest of the tournament? Um, for the 36 whole days, it's a lot of mental, <laughs> a big mental toll. So I think you have to understand that it's going to be a long day, but it's going to be worth it because you're playing for something that you love. You're playing for a team that, you know, you love. It's your friends, your fan, like we're a family. Um, and we work with Coach Mills in the strength and conditioning room, or weight room, <laughs> and he's amazing. He tailors our, you know, workout program specifically for golf, um, and I think he does more, you know, I think endur endurance uh, conditioning than necessarily, like, strength, but that's what we need, you know? It's not like we're out there for three hours. We're out there for eight, ten, maybe even twelve hours at times, um, just... And so just making sure that, you know, you have, we have like the, the physical capability, but making sure that you have the mental capability of it's going to be okay, you know, that is very important. Um, I think also that 36 whole day, it is, it is a tough one. I remember our first uh, tournament this fall, we, I think all were aching and sore warming up for the next round or for the next day. And I mean, if you think about it, you're hitting what, like 142 shots minimum, and probably more. Um, and it's hard. It, it takes a toll on your body, and that's why, like, we condition and we do we do some core and we do um, weights. And I, I really love the the weight room. He encourages us a lot to push ourselves uh, when we can. And then he also knows we there are days you can't be sore when we're preparing for a tournament. We can't be crazy sore. Um, and I think the best part is the core strength. I've seen a lot of my injuries, like my first couple years, I didn't have anything serious, but we've upped the core workouts. And I think that's really helped me when I go into those 36 whole days because you're swinging and you're swinging and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you have deep rough and I think having a strong core and just solid muscles all together from the strength and conditioning has really uh, prevented me from getting another injury or just sore muscles or like tears or anything like that. So it's, it's crucial. You don't think about it with golf, but you definitely need to be in shape. 
Torin Klasky, Jackie Schmidt, and head coach Brooke Burkhammer of the women's golf team here with us on Sports View, guys. Thanks for your time and good luck in the spring. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I'm Andrew Rogers. We'll take a break. Have the Marshall Sports Update followed by the second half of Sports View as Alex Jackson sits down with members of the Marshall volleyball team. You're listening to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, The Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. The student broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington. The Marshall Swimming and Diving Team will be back in action this weekend at home for the second meet of the season against Toledo. After a season last year that featured just two meets before the conference tournament, head coach Ian Walsh says he is excited to get back to consistent competition. Last year definitely posed a lot of challenges. I think there are a lot of growing pains, um, especially through fall semester, just trying to learn the ins and outs of the new policies and procedures. Um, but our women, you know, really took it by stride. It certainly wasn't ideal. Uh, once we got to the springtime and, um, you know, we gained a lot of momentum and uh, really ended our season last year on a, on a pretty high note. And then this year, it's just been um, just a, a breath of fresh air. Marshall is looking to build upon a strong start after the team had success in the first meet of the season against Liberty. Um, even though the score may have not reflected it, Liberty is a fantastic program and, you know, they won their conference for the past three years, uh, standing toe to toe. And I think this week we walked away with both Swimmer and Diver of the Week in Conference USA. Like, everyone's in a great position and um, I think really made a statement to the conference. This weekend's contest against Toledo will be held on Saturday starting at 11 a.m. All of the action can be seen live on ESPN+. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Christian Palmer. The Marshall women's tennis team is at a busy fall where even in the offseason, the team continues to evolve and better its play through practice and participating in invitational tournaments. With such a busy offseason in preparation for an even busier upcoming season, what is on the mind of head coach John Mercer? I think we have an exciting team. Players have been working really hard. You know, we added to our coaching staff. You know, we were able to get that position filled. And again, two hands are better than one. Now, with some extra help from the coaching staff, Coach Mercer has the ability to improve the team even further. 
further. Improvement begins with analyzing their latest performances on the court. What did stick out to Coach Mercer this fall, an invitational competition that excites him for his team's upcoming season? You know, I think we did a really good job competing from an intensity standpoint, a mental standpoint, but I also felt like, you know, we really improved a lot from a technical standpoint. You know, a little bit more maturity, you know, everyone's, you know, a year older, and you can see the whole team just continuing to, you know, improve. You know, that's what you want. You know, that's what we were getting, and it's just through their hard work. And working hard is an integral sentiment of any sports team with aspirations of winning. With a bone to pick with FIU for eliminating the herd in this spring's Conference USA tournament alongside an in-state rivalry matchup with WVU, every game matters, but were there any matchups that Coach Mercer really had circled on his calendar? Of course, whenever you play a conference opponent or you play WVU, that's a little edge to it. <laughs> so everybody's very competitive. You know, it's just kind of the nature of where tennis is right now. But, I mean, you like those in-state rivalries. you got a good relationship with WVU. Just at a fall tournament together. As far as rivalry goes, kind of got to keep it in perspective. And really the thing is, is to try to show up each and every day and each and every match and play some good tennis. And playing good tennis is exactly what the herd aim to accomplish every time they enter the court. But playing good tennis is even more difficult when you don't quite know your competition, as Marshall will be leaving Conference USA and joining the Sunbelt Conference in a year's time. What does a veteran coach such as Coach Mercer expect with the switch to a new conference? We'll see, you know, what happens. Probably the biggest thing scheduling-wise, they've always played a regular season schedule. So the fact that Old Dominion and James Madison are coming with us adds three more really good teams to that conference. And playing against good teams is something Marshall will continue to do all season long as they embark on their four-month-long hunt for a conference championship on January 15th. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Ben Cower. Juwan, what are you doing? Chilling. Are you high again? What's it to you? Why are you so high all the time like you don't have anything else better to do? Who said I was high? Then why are you acting like that? I'm listening to the sounds of 88.1. It gives me this natural high. You ought to listen since you always stressed out. Juwan, you straight tripping. But I guess I'll give the station a try since you're so uh, laid back over there. Besides, maybe the music might help me get my freak on. Well, all right. 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to Sports View. I'm Alex Jackson and joined alongside a couple of members of the Marshall volleyball team. We have Macy McLaney and Essence Clerkley. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Thank you for having us. Yep. So the, the first thing I want, I have a question for both of you and we'll start with Essence on this one, but what is something that both of you learned about yourself during this most recent season? Um, one thing I learned is probably that I'm tougher than what I thought I was. I think this season was tough from the beginning and coming in I probably thought I was capable of a lot of things but then towards the end of the season I actually found out that I was capable of a lot more things so I think being tough and just being tough in general throughout the season I learned a lot that we all are tougher than we think we are. And not to be a copycat, but I'm going to say the same thing Essence said, because I think that especially with the returners before Essence and Lydia and we had our freshmen come in, we played a season in the spring, and then we had two months off and were immediately back playing another season. And I think that was kind of a toll on us mentally and physically, and we all pushed through really well. And I think we all took care of our bodies, did the right training, and I think that that was the hardest part, and knowing how tough we were coming out on top of that, being able to finish it was what I learned. Talking about... Uh, playing a season and then having so little time to rest. I mean, what does it mean now going into this off season to be able to get 
your body's right and, and mind's right and get ready for the next season? I think that having this spring season to train that we didn't have before coming into this year is going to be huge for our team because we still have so much talent. I mean, we lost five amazing seniors, but I think we have so much talent with everybody on this team and being able to take the spring to train the younger girls is going to be really good for next year. Okay, so uh, this next question is for Essence. Talking about you know transferring into a program, what are some of the things that you learned about the Marshall Volleyball program compared to where you had played prior? Um, so many things. Uh, probably that every every team is different, and you can't take you can take some of the things you learn, but you can't take all of it, and you have to be willing to grow and learn and adapt to a new team. And I think that's one thing I definitely learn and that hit me home that you can take some of the things you learn but you have to be able to learn new things and be able to adapt to a new coach that will teach you new things and be able to accept that as a player and a person and we talked about uh you uh mesa you'd been here uh for a while before but you were also had transferred into this program and uh what were some of the things that you learned while you're while you've had your time here at marshall that uh, is different from the place that you played prior so i think transferring in here and having a coach like Ari, she's fantastic. And I've never really had a very, like, I would say serious relationship with a coach. And Ari really cares about every single one of us and is super big on checking up on us and making sure we're good physically, mentally, emotionally. And I think that is kind of what drives us to be as good as we are and to push as hard as we are, knowing that we have that support system with Ari and Charlie and Bijanay to be there to support us if we're not doing okay in a certain area. Uh, this next one's for both of you. Talking about the season, there were a couple stretches where it, it seems like there were some tough times to get wins during the season. So what were some of the things that the coach did to try and keep everybody together in the locker room, and, and what all did you uh, try to keep to keep each other motivated as well? Um, it probably sounds cheesy, but she reiterated all through season that we need to have fun, and if you don't have fun while you're doing whatever you're doing, it's just going to be miserable the whole time. So I think throughout the hard times that we had throughout the season, her reiterating that you need to have fun, you need to care about what you're doing, just kept us close together even through those hard times. And I think that was really important. Yes, yeah, the coaches have a, a little circle that they like to draw on our board <laughs> in the locker room sometimes. And it's just fun and win because when we do have fun, we do win. And it's just a big circle that we all go around in. And that was one of the big emphasis on the season was to make sure we are still having fun, even if we're not playing well and we're not winning. She wanted us to have fun as like a family and a whole bunch of friends just to make sure we were still enjoying it. This next one's for both of you as well, but we'll start with Essence on this one. So what are some of the things that you can take away from this previous season? With everything that happened, what are some potential building blocks that you could have going into next year? Um, same thing, kind of just that I need to love what I'm doing or it's just going to be nothing in the end. and. Even if, like, with going back into our great seniors that are leaving us, they're going on to live their own lives. And I think that's one thing I'll always take with me, that Coach Ari keeps on preaching to us that we need to have fun and we need to care about what you're doing and not take days off and not take anything for granted and be have gratitude towards what you're doing every day in the gym, going out when we do community service and talking to people and just being there, whether we do camps or anything like that. We need to have gratitude and make sure that we're giving back. So when we look back on the journey that you've had, you'll take, you won't take it for granted. 
I think that some of the building blocks we've got is we did bring in like nine new people coming into this year and we did have those five amazing seniors who had all the accolades that they got with Destiny and the Defensive Player of the Year and Shank and the Libero of the Year and Sydney and Sierra being on all conference teams. I think that they set a really um, kind of strong foothold for us to climb into to keep the program going. They set um, standards for us that all the younger girls and the transfers and even me being a year younger know what we have to do to get through practices to perform the right ways to train for us to be able to be able to fill the shoes that they left and I think that it's amazing that we've got all these younger girls that look up to them all season and before that that are know exactly what we need to do to get it done. You talked about a bunch of people coming into the program new faces. Would you say that this is a program that is easy to get acclimated to? Yeah I would say that it is. I think I transferred in after a fall, so I came in for a spring season and was here for two months before we got sent home for COVID. And I think in the two months that I was here, I already felt like family. I felt like I was at home. Everybody on the team was super welcoming and the coaches made it like kind of their point to make sure that when people get here is they get to know people, they hang out with everybody. We all are super welcoming and that it's just kind of a good time and not there's no really an awkward phase trying to get to know everybody. Essence, you on this one as well? Oh, definitely. Uh, I think the first week that I got here, the first person that even asked me to hang out was Sydney, and she's one of our seniors that just left, and I just remember feeling welcome that first week that I was here, coming all the way from Texas and not having any family close. That was really special to me that she asked me, and she was the first person to ask me to hang out. What is, uh, this, this one can be for each of you, but what was your favorite memory, whether it be a game or a moment from this past season? We'll start with Macy on this one. Um, I think, honestly, my favorite memory is the coaches are super big on um, team bonding. And so like the day before Halloween, Ari texted us and she was like, hey, can everybody come to my house? Costumes are optional. And so some of us dressed up, there was a witch costume. There was like five people in adult onesies, unicorns, giraffes, everybody was there. And we all got to her house and they had made food for us, like chili and chicken. And they bought pumpkins for everybody and painting supplies. And we all just kind of hung out at Coach's house and we painted pumpkins and we talked and we went inside and we ate and we watched TV and hung out with her and her family, which really just made everybody feel at home. And I think we all had a really good time with that. Essence, you can uh, share as well. Um, there's so many. Uh, you know, I'll probably get backlash for this from one of my teammates or probably all of them, but we had this huge fitness test that we had at the beginning of the season, and everyone was so stressed about it, and we didn't know what we were going to do or what it was going to be, and we were all just, like, stressed out about it. And probably during the season, if you asked me this, I'd probably never say that, but looking back now, I'd probably say that that is my favorite because we all just – powered through it all season and that's just what our whole season was basically just powering through everything we got and got back to us and we never stayed down we always got back up and I think that fitness test was just from the beginning we always were fighters from the beginning our team as a whole so that was my favorite yeah you talked about team bonding a little bit and when uh, you think about sports you often think about practicing and, and building the connections on the court but is building those connections off the court in your opinion, just as important as the on-court connections? Um, yeah, I would have to agree. I think that our team dynamic is based a lot upon the really strong relationships we have outside of practice and in the locker room and when 
the older girls make the younger girls take them to the student center to buy them Chick-fil-A and Starbucks. And I think that the fact that we all are super close off the court and sometimes we play pickup basketball, I might get in trouble for saying that out loud, but um, we all hang out all the time. And I think that that makes practice. And even when we're losing, not, I don't want to say a good time, but it makes it manageable when we know that we're all super close and going through the same thing. Essence, your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, same, same. I definitely agree with that because I think that you can't build a superstar team if you don't have teammates that don't want to be superstars for each other. And I think that definitely starts off the court. Like, you can't play for each other if you don't start that bond from the beginning. We're about at the halfway mark of this, so we will go ahead and take a quick break. We have the Marshall volleyball team with us, Macy McElhaney and Essence Clerkley. We will be back after a break. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Aw, the radio won't work. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. It played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. Oh, that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working. 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. Welcome back to Sports View. I'm Alex Jackson, joined alongside by the Marshall Volleyball team. We have Macy McElhaney and Essence Clerkley joining us today. We had a good conversation in the first half. We kind of want to talk, we talked about last season and, and how it's shaping up, but what I want to talk about specific goals coming in for the next season. We'll start with Macy on this one. Um, I think one of the biggest specific goals coming into this next season is to build um, like a really positive culture. We've got a really big culture and that's a huge thing with Ari and the coaching staff as always, we over me. And we use a phrase called age and attitude, gratitude and effort is three things we focus on every day at practice and in the games. And I think that coming into the spring and next fall is really building the culture to push ourselves more because we did not meet the goal that we wanted to this year. And so I think knowing that losing the five seniors that we had but still having the talent and knowing what we missed and where we kind of dropped the ball this season. I think that the goal coming into next season is to still make it to the conference tournament, win first, second, third round, and just push as far as we can. Essence for you as well? 
Um, coming into next season, I think that one word I could just summarize it all is just leadership. Um, I remember after the game, after our last game, I remember sitting in the locker room with Sydney. Um, and one word she just used with me is just leadership and taking on that role. Uh, no matter what form it comes in, no matter who wants to step up, I think that's what we need and that's what we should start looking for in the coming up season. Leadership is what it's going to take to stay accountable with each other, to stay accountable with ourselves. I think leadership is overall what we should be looking for. I grew up playing youth sports, and I would often play on teams with my siblings. And Macy, your younger sister, plays on this team as well. What is that experience like on a collegiate level playing with a sibling? I think, honestly, I think it's super fun. She's, she might disagree with me. But uh, we played together one year in high school when I was a senior, and she was a freshman. And I think coming into here when Ari asked me last year, she was like, hey, has your sister found anywhere to play? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, okay, well, I'm going to watch. I'm going to give her a call. We'll see what she thinks. And when she told Eden that she could come, I honestly was just ecstatic knowing that my sister was coming into a program that I had fallen in love with. And she's my mini-me, so I knew that she would like exactly what we had going on here. And so... Getting into practice with her was kind of rough at the start because, you know, we're siblings. Sometimes we like to bicker at each other because we're comfortable with each other and we're comfortable being like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and I think that Ari kind of was like, you have different hats and you've got a leadership hat, you've got a friend hat, you've got a sibling hat. And in practice, I can't really wear the sibling hat as much as I do outside of practice. And so I think that really put more of a, like a trust into our relationship, trusting that even if I am kind of being more of a leader and less of a sister to her in practice, that we're still super close outside of practice. And, and for your family, what is that experience like having both of you be on the team like that? Uh, my family absolutely loves it. My parents are super excited to see us play together again. My grandma specifically, she tries to come down as much as she can. And all of my family watches every single game and especially our little, we have a little brother, he's turning seven tomorrow, and he thinks Marshall is the coolest place in the world now that both Eden and I are here, and he wants to come here. He's got his whole life planned out and everything. So having her here really just kind of brought our family closer now that everybody is coming down to see us more often. That's terrific. So uh, staying on a more upbeat topic, um, let's talk about, we'll start with Essence on this one, but do you guys have any superstitions about sports? Like any, like, pregame rituals that you always have to do or else you, you don't feel comfortable kind of thing? Um, I don't have any. I don't know. I just, I don't have anything. I actually laugh at people that do because it's kind of corny, but <laughs> I don't have any. No, I don't have any. No. May I see you? I, um, so I wouldn't call it really an every game ritual. It happens very occasionally if Eden's feeling into it, but sometimes I braid my hair before games and Eden's usually the person that I have to have braid it because one time I had somebody braid it for a practice and I didn't do very well. So it turned into a superstition where I needed Eden to braid my hair. And then I know there's other girls on the team that have to listen to the same song like three times or um, Shank even before games. We would put our jerseys on and we would come out before every game. She'd stand there and she'd be like, I need you to fix my sleeves. I need you to tuck my jersey in. I need to make sure my shoes look right. And so I think that one was Shanks. And I think there's just some on our team that are kind of cute and quirky that are kind of fun to do. Right. So this one's for Essence. We'll, we'll ask both of you this question, but what is your favorite thing to do after a game? Mm, I have no idea. Uh, 
I'm just thinking about getting in the bed at that point. But um, no, I don't have any favorites either. There either. Um, no, I can't think of any. Mine is definitely the post game meal. Uh, I look I look forward to that a lot. When we finish games, I I kind of block it out during games. But as soon as we finish a game and we head into the Hartley room, if it's a home game or the locker room at an away game. I immediately get to what we're eating for dinner that night, and we get fed really well. Our coaches treat us really well. Definitely. So the food is definitely something to look forward to after a game. We'll ask this one to both of you as well. What are your favorite things to do during the off-season that you cannot do during the regular season? I'll go first. Uh, pick up basketball at the rec <laughs> and uh, kind of playing other sports with the girls because we've got uh, girls who played basketball in high school, girls who did track there's a whole bunch of different sports that we've all played and getting to play that with the team is super fun basketball is fun and funny to watch and play with everybody and i think it also brings in the team bonding essence for you as well um for me uh i'll probably get back into my drawing a little bit i like to paint so i can't do any of that during season because volleyball takes up all of my time but after season i definitely get back to painting and back to what I was doing before season started, yeah. So we talked about uh, recreational sports. Uh, what, what do you find are the best ways to stay in shape during the off-season, like different workout regimens, things that you do that we'll ask this one, both of you as well? Um, so our strength coach, Matt Donaldson, he always sends us a workout program, uh, either through email or we just got this new uh, workout app that we all go and we can log the weights that we use and the reps that we do. And I think that that really is uh, good for holding us accountable to make sure we're weightlifting to stay in shape. And then for volleyball-wise, I know almost everybody has a good gym that they can go to or friends and siblings back home who play with them. And we're all super good at holding each other accountable. Uh, we have group chats where we text each other and are like, hey, anybody playing volleyball? How's everybody doing? I think we check up on each other a lot just to make sure that we are staying in shape for the next season. Essence for you as well. Uh, kind of the same, just getting back in the weight room first because I know after volleyball season is over, nobody wants to is even thinking about being in the gym touching a volleyball. So weightlifting is definitely one of our main ways that we stay accountable for each other, to stay on top of things and staying in shape and just kind of staying away from volleyball, but maybe going out for a run and lifting weights and all that kind of good stuff, same. This uh, next one will be for both of you. We'll ask Macy at first. Is there a point in the off season when you – get to feel that anticipation or antsiness to get uh, back into a season form, or do you just enjoy the whole off season as it comes? I think um, personally for me, I like to enjoy the whole off season as it comes. We do a lot of one-on-one -on -one training and positional training, and we kind of try and limit the team play that we do in the off season to try and kind of hone in on our skills. And I really appreciate uh, that part, being able to work on like little things. We minimize jumping, we kind of minimize swinging, and just fix, uh, like critique the small things. And so I like the kind of slowness of the off season before we come back in early August. And then when we come back, we immediately kick it into high gear. And so I think the off season is a really good time to train physically and mentally to be better. Essence? Um, kind of the same, uh, only because, well, I've never had an off season here because I'm new, but um, any off-season that I have had, it's still kind of the same. I like the slowness of it because you can't work on some of the things that you really wanted to work on during season because it's so fast. And the slowest of it, you'll get a one-on-one -on -one with coach. And she probably could have told you things and that she couldn't have told you 
in season, she can tell you in the spring, and that's really good. The slowness of it helps you get focused on more of your game and just making yourself better. I think I love the slowness of it too. So we'll finish things out by talking about one of the um, most common things people think about with college athletes, um, the actual college part of it. So talk to me about uh, what your majors are and how you're able to balance the sport that you play and also the academic side. But we'll start with Nacy. So I just switched my major this semester from childhood education to health science. I had really wanted to be a teacher for a long time because of my brother. But uh, we've had some seniors who are in health science, and I was watching like what they were doing for their capstones and what they planned on doing after they graduate. And it kind of just made me think of all the other things I could do, not that I don't love kids and want to be a teacher. So I switched to health science, and having my COVID year has been able to help me kind of spread out my uh, class schedule. So I haven't been super overloaded with classes recently. But um, I think that the resources that we have using uh, the Buck Harless like Student Academic Center and having access to tutors when classes get hard, like uh, I'm in a stats class and I'm really not good with numbers. So having access to tutors over there is super great and super helpful. And Ari and Beej and Charlie are super good on checking up on grades. We have uh, academic groups to make sure everybody's doing good because uh, team GPA and just kind of keeping really good grades during the school year, especially in season, is a big part of our team too. Is that an added extra stress changing a major while all of this other stuff is going on as well? Um, so when I first transferred here, most of my credits did not transfer and I was put back almost a year academically. And I think that the coaches and the advisors over at the Buck were super helpful for me figuring out what classes I needed to take. I even took some over the summer to catch up. And then I kind of wasn't worried when I decided to switch my major. I talked to the advisor once and she told me that the credits that I had would transfer over to the health science because I had a bunch of uh, general education classes that transferred over and that I had qualified here. And so she told me that it would be super easy. I would be right on track to graduate. I just had to get it approved by the coaches. And then I went and I talked to Ari and she was like, are you sure about this? I know you really like kids. Do you want to switch from childhood education? And I was like, yeah. I think I want to do something else. I'll get my master's and go into physical therapy or occupational therapy. And she signed off on it and it was switched and it was a really easy transition. And I really like uh, the health science major. Cool. And uh, before we jump, I wanted to give uh, Essence a chance to talk uh, briefly about your academic experience as well. Uh, uh, my major is social work. Uh, I just always love kids. Um, at first I kind of wanted to be a psychological therapist, but then I was like, ah, no. And then I started talking to kids more, and I felt like that social work was the right route to take. Um, overall, just being an athlete and having classes, it, they make it easier on you because they give you routes to take, and they, know, they let you know that they're going to be there if you need help. Um, I think one other cheesy thing is that we have buck hours, and we have to get so many hours in the week at the buck, and you have to just sit there. And at first, you just get bored sitting there, but then over time, I kind of fell in love with the process because it makes you get your work done. You're not just going to sit there and look at walls. So it actually helped me get my work done and made me stay on top of things throughout the week and just doing things a week earlier because, you know, you have a game coming up that actually helps. And just letting them as coaches, letting us know every week that they're going to be there for us and just 
reiterating that we need to come talk to them when we have a problem. It just helps a lot as a student athlete. Macy McElhaney and Essence Clerk, we thank you so much for joining us tonight on SportsView. I'm Alex Jackson, and this will conclude this evening's SportsView. Thank you so much for tuning in. At 7.30 upstairs on WMUL, we will have Sports Buzz. Thank you for tuning in, and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the award-winning SportsView. Tune in again next week at 7 p.m. for more SportsView on the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL 88.1.